What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. I'm Evan Novi williams And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we, we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. Today, we begin with a story, Scott, that is you. Yeah, more, more in the sports data world. Yeah. Genius Sports uh, was sold to a collection of funds that's advised by Apex Partners. And Genius is another one of these sports data firms. They supply data to the gambling houses. They have partnerships with leagues all over the world. EPL, for instance, Major League Baseball for integrity. The NCAA on a big data deal should the NCAA look to make money off its data. Gee, Evan, you think maybe in the future they'll look at that? I think it's possible. <laughs> so, But Sport Radar, another firm like that, uh, they had a piece that was sold not long ago, valued the company at $2.4 billion. Uh, they are part-owned by Mark Cuban, Ted Leontis, Michael Jordan. This is all about the sports betting bar. The data is extremely important. It's got to be fast, and it's got to be accurate, which is sending the value of these companies towards the sky. You know, back in the day, you just had a guy who was handicapping the games like you in the old Jimmy school the Las Vegas. Jimmy yeah. the Greek. And and now you have all this data, computer data. I, I worry, are we going to get to the age of a bot is going to make the bet? Yes. That we will, I we, think we, we're I, already there. We, we yeah. absolutely, allow me to answer, yes. As you fire up your Commodore 64, the, the, the answer will be yes. Yeah, so we're, I mean, we're a couple months, more than that, three or four months uh, past the, the Supreme Court decision that let states legalize sports gambling if they want to. A few states have already done it. We're finally kind of starting to see these huge deals, this big M&A that we knew was coming, really starting to happen. I mean, the, the FanDuel, um, Patty Power Power. deal uh, kind of kicked things off, but then there was a lull uh, in the past couple of months, as you mentioned, Scott, where a couple of weeks we've had Sport Radar, that, that huge stake sold. Genius has now sold. MGM has a big deal, uh, two deals over the weekend, one of which with Boyd Gaming that will let them essentially share each other's licenses and data across all the states that they're in. That's 15 states already. MGM also has a partnership with uh, with GVC, which owns Ladbrokes, which is another one of these massive... Look at the way he European. rattles all this off, Bar. You see that? There is, we're finally seeing kind he, he of knows, all of this coming here. together. Wow. Um, you can ignore when we talk about everything else, but when we get on sports betting and esports, <laughs> listen, listen to Novi Williams. That's Novi underscore Williams for you at home. Novi underscore Williams. <laughs> should change that. Well, that's right. And they're going to start uh, down in the AC. They're going to start it up also with the Wild Wild Yeah, West. so we are, we're getting fairly close to New Jersey having mobile betting, you know, which would be, a, I mean, it will be a landmark moment. And then, you know, starting... Early next year, at the, at the earliest, you know, New York will probably come on board. A few more states this year. I think we're kind of just at the point where this is going to start taking off nationwide. And the companies are now kind of being smart about how they want to partner. You know, this this MGM and board deal lets them not have to have a casino in every single state because they can sign partnerships to share licenses, et cetera. There's, there's a lot going on behind the scenes right now. So what happens to these brick-and-mortar spots? Do people still go? You think they go and eat their wings and watch on the TVs for the big events? Do they go all the time? What? Yeah, I mean, you're never. I don't think you're ever going to see brick-and-mortar spots like you see in the U.K. that are just sports gambling only. 
But if you have a sports book at a racetrack or you have a sports book at a traditional casino, those will remain viable options because you're getting overflow from people who are there for something else. You know, it was big when I was growing up. Bar, you can help me. You're kind of you and I are kind of close, kind of close. I don't want to say. <laughs> I mean, just you're still out front. But remember those places that combined mini golf and batting cage? Oh yeah. And the tokens were like, you know, you ran through your token. Yeah. Maybe we need that at the sports book too. Like, let me go and the kids can do that. I'll watch this, and it's all like an entertainment complex. I mean, you, sports. I mean, sports betting parlors can be vending machines. Sure. You know, theoretically, if, if the if the state allows it, or the zoning, or the licensing, et cetera, that could be on at, at a at an airport. You know, you could be sitting waiting for your flight, and you could oh, put God. some money into a machine and pop out some tickets. That <laughs> it's a very. Mo- I mean, and mo- and mobile will make you it see, even easier. You see, bar sitting there with a two hour delay, and he's got a drink in one. Hand and he's mobile <laughs> betting in the yeah, other. Oh my god, he's rooting for the next pitch yeah, to be a strike. Yeah. Damn it, oh, god almighty. Oh, the Pistons. Why do I bet the Pistons? <laughs> oh man, I, I i remember that the old I had a Commodore 64. Um, I did not doubt that for a I second. With the complete with the floppy disk, man, I used to love those things. I have no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you bet fastest lap at a NASCAR race? Things like that. You know what? I would. Yeah. I would because uh, it, it, Medina yeah. Rimmer seventy nine, Bubba Rusty somebody in the seventy nine hey, Daytona. No, I have we, no idea because I was not already. even born yet. By the way, since we hit NASCAR, I, I didn't even bring it up. Uh, uh, shout out to Kyle Busch, won at my home track Pocono yesterday. Probably. Did you go? No, I couldn't go. All that wouldn't you couldn't. No, go. no, no. Well, no. by the way, on the air, your son made Eagle Scout. That's right. That's Congra- why I couldn't. Oh, go. congratulations! Yes, I, I, I couldn't do that. I, I made. So now, blow. now he's officially MacGyver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is too. Save you with a with a clothespin and a piece of chewing gum. He put up. He put up a TV rack. He bought a little. Uh, I'm just gonna say little. It was a 30 inch TV. That's little. That you stand up the flat screen, and within like seconds, he already put up the rack on the wall. Wow. I mean, wow. But would he rather be playing Fortnite? He, yeah, Fortnite. <laughs> Apparently it does fall far from the tree. And, and happy first anniversary to Fortnite, by the way. No oh God. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest-growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank. Because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Okay, moving right along. Uh, This one, uh, way more serious. 
Uh, a bunch of MLB players and those old tweets come back to haunt you. If What's the old Herm Edwards theory? Don't press send. And that's what happens. You send something out crazy, and then it comes back to bite you seven, eight years later. Uh, I still don't get this. I know there are some companies that do this. If any of these players have agents, they should be fired now. I don't understand how you don't immediately, in this day and age, look back at your client's social media and scrub and wipe and just get rid of anything that shouldn't be there. Doesn't excuse it. I'm just looking at the business implications that you're there to protect these guys. If you looked, you just need to get rid of it. Yeah, it's it's a kind of a remarkable the past couple days uh, Michael, you're referring to Sean Newcomb, who was yeah. in the middle of throwing a no-hitter when people discovered some old tweets of his. It should happen once, felt, right? It, it should have happened just once. And, First and, guy. With Josh Hader, who yeah. was pitching in the All-Star game when right. uh, when, when when people dug his up. And, and from what I understand, Trey Turner, who's an infielder right. yeah. for the Nationals, his history was dug up by angry Braves fans who were angry that Nats fans dug up Sean Newcomb's history, uh, and they were just looking for somebody to find it. And it, it, it answers your—I mean, it, it's to your point. They were like, "Listen, let's let's find one, one of these find. Nationals players has to yeah, have something in his past." Right. They looked around and they, and they found it in Trey Turner. Unbelievable. However, well, this is—I mean, I assume we're on the same page that this is large. This is, it's a good thing to have these conversations, right? Yeah. No, it, I, it, it, it's it stupid for players out. not to have deleted this. But if you are someone, regardless of how old you are, if you're tw- tweeting. Gay slurs. If you're tweeting racial slurs, racial garbage, it yeah. is it is a good thing society wise. I think to have very public, famous people who get criticized are getting booed at stadiums, and and hater was was cheered in Milwaukee. Uh, but I don't well. get. But I don't really don't get the excuse of well, you know, oh, I was just you know, I was young and stupid. We were all young and stupid. I mean, you I can go back and go ahead, everybody. Go check my Facebook. Go check my Twitter. Go check whatever you want. Well, you didn't You're have not Facebook and Twitter I, when I, you were and you younger. wouldn't have had this. I, I just don't. I still don't get. I it. mean, I, I I feel confident in myself that not, nothing like this. But I wouldn't want everything I ever said on AOL Instant Messenger to be available for for people to download. I mean, I'm sure there's things unfortunately not this for bad Barr, that I would be a, a yeah I'm not proud of. Unfortunately, I'm a different for, person. Than unfortunately I was for when Bar, I was in high it's very hard to get the drawings off the cave wall. <laughs> Hold on, you could find old AOL Messenger conversations. Go find it, Medina. You're now the detective. Go yeah, find no, it. Yeah. Medina is yeah. now deleting yeah, right now. Ahead. Just googling. So <laughs> Former delete, Bloomberg delete. News uh, sports <laughs> business reporter Evan Noe Williams. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's and Josh Allen went through that. It, wasn't yep. it something that uh, just before he was ready to go into the, uh, the draft. be drafted? Yeah. Yeah. Here comes uh, another tweet that they just found. I, I, I don't get it. If you, at least if you're going to be young and stupid, scrub it. Yeah. You know our test, by the way. We have we have the three question test. Evan and I talk about. It's number one, does this need to be said? If the answer is yes, go to question two. Does this need to be said right now? If still yes, proceed to question number three. Does this need to be said right now by me? If you've thought about all three and it's yes, go ahead and hit the button. The problem with that is that you think of Twitter very much as a public forum, right? And and if you're a 24-year-old right now, you thought of Twitter when you were younger as a means of communicating with friends. And the same with Facebook, right? That that was the way, more so than text messages, certainly more so than talking on the phone, that was the way these guys communicated with each other. 
in the same way that, that, that for me, I'm 30 years old right now, it was AOL Instant Messenger, you know, which was not public, thankfully. But I imagine if you took the, the AOL Instant Message uh, conversations that people my age had, you'd find horrible things in there as well. The, and, and it's stupid of them to, to not realize that this is both a public forum and a message board. But a lot of people when you're growing up nowadays think of these social media things as, as a way to communicate between each other and less so as a public platform. And one of these stories, I don't remember which player was out, but some firm, LW Branding, one of their executives said it's our top priority to go and look and find and sweep. You know, uh, when you just told your age, it really hit home. You were born by the time that I was screwing up my first marriage. <laughs> That's how old I am. I love how Bar I, knows his timeline yeah, by yeah, his by, marriage. Uh, <laughs> Medina, you're not married yet. Just believe me, you'll start tracking everything by your marriage, too. You're, not, you're, you're on your way, so that'll be the time oh, this happened. Oh, man. Oh, and now on to it. This is even more serious than the the one the previous we talked about. Very, very serious week. The, it really is. Uh, this let's start with uh, the Mariners. They have acknowledged there have been harassment allegations against an executive, which goes into Bob Bowman, Bob, the swim coach. All this with Les Moonves with CBS. This is. Uh, now, this is what I don't understand. I mean, it's one thing to be young and stupid and send out a stupid tweet. I don't get this at all. Now, again, these are allegations, but still, it's like, don't. Well, here's don't the do part. It. Here's the, the part. History you can't delete. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, here's <laughs> the part that is quite bothersome. The Mariners were three executives, not just one, yeah. three executives. And yes, they made payments. And here's the part that upsets me. I mean, the whole thing does. But the women who took the money are no longer with the club. All three executives are still with the club. And two got promoted. One's the One's CEO. the president. Yeah. Yeah. That's the part I don't get. Yeah. I, I, I just don't get. The women are out. The men are staying get promoted. I, I do Something not. tells me that will start to change very soon. Should mention this Mariner story came at a time where they are trying to press, publicly pressure the county into giving them more money yeah. to stay in Seattle. And credit to the Seattle Times, by the way, that they, they unearthed it. I, I just don't understand it. Now, again, and I will say this until I'm blue in the face, these are allegations. So you're innocent until proven guilty. But I think about the ones where people have been proven guilty of allegations of, of problems of sexual harassment, and I don't get it one bit. Now, this was only half-joke bar, but Evan and I talked to a lot of bankers quite often, and a lot of them were, hey, what are you hearing? Is there something for sale? Obviously, they always want to be involved in the big deals. Is there something for sale? And only half-jokingly, right, Evan? I say half-jokingly. Half. <laughs> we, we say back, well, no major property nothing in the big sports right now no big teams are for sale but hey all you need to do is really you know hire one of these firms to go look back at the social media or do an investigation yeah. of pick pick an owner pick one of the owners and there's a seemingly a decent chance these days that that person will be forced to sell their team for something they've done in the past i, I it just I, keeps I, popping up to i don't get the mindset of a man wanting just have thinking that I can just take it. I guess that's the best way for me to describe it. I don't get it one dang on bit. 
Right. So well, that's why we love you, Bar. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, nah, feel better. Breathe. All right. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. I'm Michael Barr, along with Scott Soschnick and Evan Dobie Williams. We are here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with the biggest and brightest in the sports business industry. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio, around the world and online as an Apple podcast on iTunes. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more.